So in today's gospel reading, we see the religious leaders of Jesus' time missing the point once again. In asking which law was the greatest, the Pharisees are trying to pick apart God's law into individual pieces. They want to know which law is the greatest. They're essentially asking Jesus, what is the most important thing that we need to do in order to make sure that we stay in favor with God? But if the law was given to Moses and written by the hand of God, wouldn't you think that makes it all important? I'm sure you've heard the saying, God doesn't make junk before, so nothing in the law is junk. So we end up sitting here and thinking to ourselves after hearing this, Pharisees, what were you thinking? But then we turn around and do something similar. One of the reasons we're all here is to hear the word of God. And we all hope that we'll get answers to some of the questions we have on how do we live our lives correctly. Some of us are looking for a nice list of rules. Or maybe I should say, I'm looking for a nice list of rules. Rules to follow so that we can get to heaven. If we could just get a nice checklist from God, that would be awesome. Then we could go down and check off the boxes. But God doesn't work that way. Jesus' answer to the Pharisees is essentially, God didn't set up the rules the way you're thinking. Jesus didn't answer and say that any one particular law was the greatest. His answer was, the entire law is what is important. The law is more than the sum of its individual parts. Jesus is telling the Pharisees and us that God is looking at the bigger picture. God is looking at the law of love. Love is the big picture. Love is what sums up our relationship with God and our relationship with each other. You could even think of Jesus' answer that we are to love God with all our hearts and love our neighbor as ourselves as not even two commandments, but only one. You see, it's our love of God expressed through the love of neighbor that is the sum of the law and the most important commandment. So how do we go about loving each other? I would make a guess that most of us would say it's relatively easy to love our family, our friends, the people in our schools, the people in our church, or the people in our neighborhoods. But the farther people get away from us, the more different they become from us. 
the more other they become. But this doesn't mean we need to love them less. The first reading starts with, Thus says the Lord, You shall not molest or oppress an alien. For you were once aliens yourselves in the land of Egypt. So when are we aliens? As many of you know, my wife and I just came back from a pilgrimage to Israel. It was cut short by the start of the war. But I would like to use an example from this pilgrimage. Sunday afternoon, the day after the war started, several of us noticed our guide, Alex, sitting in a chair in the lobby of the hotel, looking grim. We asked Alex what was the matter. And Alex answered that he was worried about his family and his livelihood livelihood at the start of this war with Hamas. You see, Alex is Palestinian. He lives near Bethlehem in the West Bank of Palestine. Alex had told us there are many Christians who live near Bethlehem because Bethlehem is really only important to Christianity, not to Jews or Muslims. Anyway, Alex's wife and three young daughters were at home on the Palestinian side of the border while he was with us on the Israeli side of the checkpoint. Alex was worried about his family's safety as well as the safety of his friends, relatives, and his neighbors at home. But Alex didn't leave us to go home and care for them. No, Alex could see the bigger picture of the law of love. He spent his time looking after us, a small group of pilgrims that he had only met four days beforehand. He chose to help us, some foreigners and aliens, to get safely out of a war zone before he went home to worry about his family. This is the kind of love Jesus was talking about when he said, love God and love your neighbor. Alex understood God's concept of neighbor and he showed his love of God by his care for us. Alex didn't waste time trying to pick apart God's law of love by looking for the most important part. No, he understood that God was saying, love me and love my friends. Now, I'll never be able to repay Alex. It's highly unlikely I'll ever see him again. And while I doubt any of us will ever be put into a similar situation here in the United States, I think these readings force us to look at the bigger picture. They should force us to ask the question, 
How are we going to understand God's love? How are we going to love God by loving those he calls his friends? And where are we being asked to care for the alien, the widow, and the orphan? Maybe it's the immigrants at our border asking to be admitted. Maybe it's the mentally ill or the homeless people in our city. Or maybe it's simply someone in our workplace, our school, or our church who is different than we are. God's word reminds us that we are all aliens at some time. Amen.